Welcome to No Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk. Hey, Goban on Twitter. I am back after a bit of a break, a little summer vacation. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed yours. Um, since I've come back, the coronavirus is uh, is back in the news with the Delta variant. Uh, so hopefully everyone is bearing through that okay. Um, still got a couple weeks of the summer left, but uh, nice to take a little break there in the middle. Thank you for indulging me. Uh, but we are back on our uh, normal schedule. Uh, I have a couple of uh, people I'd like to interview in the next coming, in the upcoming weeks and months, but uh, I wanted to start today just with a solo episode uh, on something I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, particularly, you know, I, I thought about a lot of things to talk about when I came back. Um, you know, the state of the podcast, what I, you know, what I was hoping for, the growth of the growth, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, no one really wants to hear that, uh, so <laughs> limit it to, uh, you know. If you're, if you have the extra, extra, uh, income to do so, subscribe to the Patreon, uh, so I can dedicate more and more time to this. Uh, you know, it's the thing I love the most. Uh, I do feel, uh, I don't know. I feel very, uh, uh, a lot better when I'm doing this, uh, about the world, about myself, about everything going on. Um, you know, for better or for worse, I just, I like talking to you guys. So, um, thanks for your support so far. Uh, it, it's really, uh, been the thing that's made me want to come back the most. Um, but you know, you don't need a whole podcast of that. Uh, the thing I decided to talk about instead is, uh, a game I'm playing, um, a lot of, and, and I've sort of like worked through the, the current main content of, uh, which is, uh, near reincarnation, the, the, the near or otherwise known as the near gotcha game. Um, I haven't played uh, Gestalt yet, and, and so like this is a bit of a bit of a sacrilege to play Reincarnation before Gestalt, if only because Gestalt is like, you know, the much more significant game. Um, and you know, I totally confess that uh, Near Reincarnation lives in the same sort of um, tendency as a lot of my gaming habits do these days, which is that uh, gaming on the phone just feels like something I can do quickly, right? Um, Starting to break that habit, uh, getting into, you know, finally picked up Hades, uh, as you might have heard on the last patch notes, um, wonderful little Metroidvania called Toho Luna Nights that I've been playing. Uh, fantastic. Definitely check that out. Um, uh, honestly, any of the Toho stuff is is wonderful, uh, although obviously by all sorts of different people. We could talk about Toho on a different episode. Um, but I have been really focused on playing games on my phone, particularly gotcha games, Um which introduced this sort of cycle of, um, you know, uh, you, you start the game, you get a bunch of the in-game currency, you get to draw some some various pulls and get characters you like or don't like or whatever, and and then just, like, jump into the game. And the game typically is a mix of uh, mechanics that get you more currency to spend in the marketplace or mechanics that improve your characters, uh, but always with a sort of limit. Um, typically, the two currencies that are used within gotcha games are uh, money, obviously, uh, and time. So you can spend money to sort of uh, bypass time and you can, uh, you know, use time if you don't want to uh, spend your money. Uh, ultimately, the games are, uh, you know, even the ones I love, even even Arcanites is, is still my favorite uh, gotcha game. And, uh, you know, uh, you've heard you've heard Piss and I talk about it a lot on uh, on No Wall Scroll. Um, it is a game that is smart and good and fun to play and just well-designed. I, I think it's great. It still encourages you to spend money you don't have. Um, it, it is the it is the nicest of the bunch. Um, 
you know, as much as I enjoyed my time with Genshin Impact and, and might come back to it soon, um, you know, the 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 issues it has around uh, representation are, to be noted, quite bad. Um, and it is very, very happy to take your money, right? Like it is very happy to uh, push you into a position where you want to spend $15 again and again and again and again. So you pull the right character, right? Um, all these games are, are built this way, even near reincarnation. Um, now, I'll say near reincarnation is far more forgiving uh, in terms of giving you chances to pull stuff and also far more forgiving in terms of like what you end up pulling. Like the main thing to get now uh, in the current uh, iteration of the game is you can pull people from near automata catnip for me, but I was able to pull them all. I didn't spend a dime. Um, so like it it gives you a lot. It tries to kind of let you in. Um but I'm not super interested in it as a gotcha game, although we'll get back to why I had to introduce it that way. Um, I'm really interested in it as a game in and of itself because uh, I said recently on Twitter that I liked the game. I thought it was good. Um, and I got a lot of uh, a lot of reaction to that. Um, There's some smart reaction from uh, a lot of people, but I ended up talking a lot about it with um, friends of the show, Alex Deegan. Um, and, and Deegan had some really good points about it, which is basically that, like, it, it, the... The game itself feels very um, on rails as opposed to a typical near, near game. And the nature of it being on rails is not such that it is enough to overcome the limitations of the uh, pay to play model. Uh, I totally get that or the freemium model or whatever you want to call it. Right. I totally understand this. And I think, you know, it, it made me think a little bit about the the nature of the game being a gotcha game. Right. Um you know, one of the explanations, I think, for these games coming out, especially like a near gotcha, Final Fantasy gotcha, uh, uh, the fake gotcha, whatever, right? Uh, there's a Toho gotcha. We mentioned Toho before. Um, you know, one of the reasons these come out this way, uh, I'm sure, is because they make a ton of money, right? Uh, studios love to make a ton of money. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some similarities to Yoko Taro's other uh, gotcha game, Sinnoh Alice, um, which... I will say it's all right. Um, it's not particularly gripping, and I think the plot is a little juvenile, but um, this game has some mechanical qualities that are the same. It focuses on weapons like most Yoko Taro games do. Um, there is like part of the gotcha element is unlocking story. You know, it is it is a it is a very Yoko Taro game, right? The, it, it, a lot of moments where like you think something bad is going to happen and what ends up happening is somehow like either worse or more melancholic than, than you, than you've come to expect. Um, you know, a, uh, a boy and his clockwork soldier, um, a, you know, an exile prince and his clockwork soldier wander the, the wasteland together, hoping to find peace for the kingdom. Uh, a, in the first chapter, you meet those two. In the second chapter, you meet a woman who is chasing them for revenge's sake, uh, trying to eliminate all elements of the of the you know the country around her uh, that has that have like um, uh, uh, taken her home and her life from her. Um, and you're like, oh geez, they're gonna come, they're gonna have a conflict. This is gonna be terrible. She's gonna kill the prince or something. It's gonna be you know really sad. And you know what ends up happening is the prince has been dead for a hundred years. She comes to the clockwork soldier who's malfunctioning and broken and kills him instead. Uh, no moral, no lesson, right? Very Yokotaro. Um, 
in that way, right? Like this is the the structure of uh, Yokotaro's stories, um, the melancholic, but also the sort of like surprise that makes it worse, right? The the, the way of sort of tilting uh, the lens so that the actual sort of uh, ending quality of the story is somehow, um, I don't know, um, for lack of a better word, sadder, right? Um, but when Deegan mentioned the the elements of like just you know being put on rails and the ads and like, uh, this is like, this is such a pain to kind of get through. Um, I started thinking about the game a little differently and I was struck. So I guess this is where I'll say spoilers for near reincarnation, but it, it's not really important spoilers. This isn't near automata level stuff. Like it, the, the spoilers in near reincarnation are not particularly hard to pick up. You can, you can probably get there. I'm not very good with picking up spoilers. So like, I'm sure you could get there before me. Um, but Ultimately, at the end of the at the end of the first sort of block of chapters, at the end of chapter six, um, you realize that the little girl you've been piloting around the game is actually um, is actually a monster uh, turned into a little girl. And the monster you've been seeing around kind of following you, looking threatening, but ultimately being friendly is the girl herself uh, in, in a different form. Um and uh, your care, your, your sort of companion, because it's uh, it's a near game, you have a companion. Um kind of floats around next to you, sort of like a grimoire or one of the droids. Um, she uh, she tells you, you know, you're a, she reveals your identity to you. She says, you're a monster. You eat people's dreams. You, you take their dreams and memories in, a, a, in an attempt to become human yourself. So the idea is your character that you've been piloting this whole time has been um, interacting with dreams within the world of what, the, you know, the game calls the cage. Um, and you interact with the dreams, you see like a little story. And that's how the game kind of approaches narrative. It shows you a story that is disconnected from the overarching story of the game, a secondary story. Um, and you're, you're sort of devouring it, gaining sustenance from it. Um, and the way she puts this kind of struck me, right? Where, uh, the, the, the companion, where she says, you have, um, you know, you have been consuming these, uh, you know, people's lives in order to try and feel whole yourself, right? She says this to the monster. And it struck me, like, this is a very profoundly interesting way to think about gotcha games um, in that there is a, at the at the sort of, like, crux of the impulse, right, the gambling impulse in gotcha games is this impulse to complete, this impulse to sort of, like, get everything, to, 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 to perfect um, your loadout or perfect your sort of stable of characters to collect all the characters in Arcanites, for instance, or to, you know, pull your favorite costumes in uh, Nier Automata or, you know, in like in something like uh, uh, the Sinnoh Alice or, or Genshin Impact or, or even the Toho Gacha, you know, like pulling the right characters so that the metagame later on can be played and you can have a better strategy and, and really get to like the, the, the ending parts of the game itself. You know, this isn't about making money. It isn't about, you know, uh, gambling to, in order to then, uh, you know, sell your account or make more money on, on the side or something like that. The The whole premise of these games is gambling so that you can get a more complete picture of the game that you want to be playing, right? And on some level, this is just about money, right? Like, it's just about getting people to pay for the free app, <laughs> ultimately, and, and get, get, the, get the people who made it some money. Um, that's not a surprise, uh, you know, pernicious or otherwise, uh, and pernicious it is, you know, psychologists, 
I'm sure are on staff at all of these companies making sure the 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 bait is set. And let me tell you, as someone who has played these games, you are not immune to this bait. It is very, very enticing. Um, but the the whole point of these games is to complete like a, a total picture for yourself. And I feel like in Near Reincarnation, what Yokotaro eventually does in in the moments that like you sort of get the revelation of the of the monster um, and then shift uh, back in the past and sort of get to follow the monster while he actively eats the girl's dreams. And as we find, the girl is a willing participant in it because the monster is eating her nightmare. She's very pleased about this. Um, you know, you, you get this sense of auto auto reflexive critique, right, or auto critique, whereby you know, the self-reflexivity of the game says like, yeah, definitely keep, you know, spending the currency, keep, keep, you know, keep doing the pulls, keep doing all this, you know, watch the ads so you can get a little more, a little more currency here and there. Um, but we're going to tell you within the game that this is sort of a, uh, a, almost like a surrogate way of finding meaning from the world, right? Um, it is, it is ultimately, and it's not worse than anything else, but it is a sort of like purchasing therapy, which is why I think in a lot of ways, I mean, and maybe for a lot of people, I don't know, but for me personally, through the pandemic, like gotcha games were really helpful for me because it is a sort of consumer therapy that is different than getting stuff. It is, it is this sort of like completion of a plot or completion of a world or completion of a thing that you're just like, oh, this is like, this makes me feel really good to see it completed, Right. And Nier basically tells, or Nier Reincarnation essentially tells you, like, yeah, every time you're wishing for these things, you are you are vicariously living these people's lives within these stories in an attempt to become full yourself, fully human, fully meaningful, fully meant, whatever you want to imagine. And the the ultimate ultimate upshot there is that you, as a player, are put in the position of the monster where you are just like vicariously living through these characters and are made aware that you're vicariously living through these characters in order to find some sense of meaning, which, you know, ultimately I think in, in the game itself, you, you, you know, the, the sort of like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here, the, the sympathetic or kind approach to imagining the monster, right. Is hoping that the monster will give the little girl back her humanity. Um, but in order to imagine that, right, in order to hope that the monster gives the little girl back her humanity, you have to imagine that the monster would then be comfortable with his own flaws, right? Comfortable with the fact that uh, the monster is not human, the monster is the monster and, and, and you know, comfortable in its own skin or, or whatever, or maybe uncomfortable in its own skin, but sort of like intentionally flawed or, or accepting of its flaws. Um, what I find is that like, that is a really, really interesting approach to, to telling, to giving a player like a, uh, a directive in a gotcha game. Um, because ultimately you're not going to be satisfied. You're going to want to get all the characters, but in wanting to get the characters, there is that niggling sensation in the back of your mind that like, actually maybe all the meaning that I could get out of this game is already up front in the same way that say like, I'll just look at my, look at my thing, look at my, uh, list of games I want to play. Well, like in the same way that like, say uh, a very narrative game, like the Yakuza games or, or, or an independent narrative game, like, um, uh, like doc, uh, Squiddies, um, adios, right? Like these games are whole, they're complete. They, 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 they have their sort of meaning and it's not like you can, you know, 
buy more or risk more or try to get more through um, through just like you know the the act of of, of consumption. Um, it's there. It's it's on the te- on the page. You have, you have purchased the thing. You have the commodity, and now you experience it. Um, it may be, in fact, that Taro is saying, like, yeah, yeah look, like, the, it, these games themselves are not any different. Uh, Near Reincarnation is no different than these games. It is your desire to sort of, like, game it to get completion that is at the core of the conflict in this game. It's not even the conflict in the in the plot that's the best conflict of the game. The conflict is the conflict between your desire to purchase stuff and the fact that the meaning is always already there, right? Um and I think that's absolutely there. I think that is Yoko Taro intentionally sort of trying to make the um, gotcha game self-reflexive, right? You know, there is there is a quality of interaction in this game that's fun. You know, it's it's essentially like very fast-paced but auto-battled um, JRPG rules. So you can you can choose when special attacks happen. You can uh, choose you know generally char- which uh, enemy your characters are going to be targeting. Um, and that's fun to a point. Uh, it's very simple. It's very basic. It's pretty to look at. I'll, I'll give it that for sure. Um, it's great watching the near automata characters, um, you know, come to life again in a different in a different context. It's great to see two P from, uh, I guess, first Tekken, but more to my end of thinking um, from uh, 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 Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, but you know the 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 quality of the quality of this um, battle gets whittled down as you're sort of like, well, how do I how do I make my character stronger? How do I get all the content? How do I make sure that I am aiming for the end game in the right way? Because then you just start simming it, right? It becomes what's called an idle game. You kind of set it to go. It takes 15 minutes. You look at it. You go, great, I got my coins. Run it again. Great, I got my coins. Run it again. Um, and that's not meaningful. It's it's a it's a it's a, a gem collection, right? It's not bad, but it is not on its face a sort of like meaningful artistic experience, right? It is a it's a it's a cookie clicker, right? So the tension there is super interesting. Now, what I am wondering, and and I don't have a good answer for this, is is it possible in a game that is actively trying to get you to spend currency in order to facilitate the cookie clicker model and even, you know, break out of the cookie clicker model, uh, whether or not that currency is money, which would be the breaking out, or time, which would be the uh, the, the idle game thing, the game is actively asking you to do this, right? Like, I I have to, in order to keep progressing through near uh, reincarnation, I have to participate in the gotcha game. Um, and if I'm participating in the gotcha mechanics, I have to participate using my time or my money. Um, and since I'm not currently using my money to participate in it, I have to use my time, which means... I am giving more time to this game as opposed to giving it to, say, um, Flower, Sun, and Moon or um, or uh, uh, Yakuza or Final Fantasy VII Remake or whatever, right? Like, there are a ton of games out there that absolutely I should be playing, and instead I'm looking to get, like, the next step forward in near reincarnation because the game has captured my imagination, but also the game is gatekept by way of... Um, you know, essentially just grindy improvements. Now, you might say this is just what it is in an RPG anyway. How different could it possibly be? And, and you're not entirely wrong. But 
there's something really interesting about this genre that is like so deeply commodified in, in so many ways, and particularly the 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 gotcha games that uh, Yoko Taro uh, has been involved with, Sino Alice, and 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 this one, Sino Alice is like I I think you know really at core maybe the most sort of like commodified gotcha I've played in that like you know if you're it really wants you to spend money to make pulls to get low well I guess Genshin Impact is a bit more but Sinnoh Alice really wants you to spend money so that you can kind of get incremental improvements um in a pvp sort of sense it's 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 not a game I'd recommend let me say that um Near Reincarnation is a game I'd recommend, but it's a game I'd recommend because it is doing its own self-reflexive uh, critique. And I think it's really an interesting, it's an interesting attempt. I think more people need to play it in order to determine whether or not the idea of self-reflexivity can work within a game that is already asking you like, hey, why don't you spend some more money? Like, why don't you, why don't you spend some money to make this go faster? Why don't you buy some, uh, buy some like, you know, uh, improvement points or like, why don't you try and get all the swimsuits or get like, you know, oh, we're having a swimsuit event or like, oh, we're having a near event or, oh, here's a new character kind of thing, right? How much can that actually serve as a basis for self-reflexivity when in fact it's asking you to participate at the same point. Uh, put it in like slightly more basic terms. If you were like at an art gallery, right, and there was a big vending machine, and the vending machine, like you, you know, it 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 spat out uh, the same thing every time, no matter how much money you put in, right? Uh, imagine some sort of art idea like this. You probably could. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if someone has has done this. Um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, it becomes less interesting when um, the artists, or it becomes less interesting is wrong, right? It becomes less clear what the commentary is when, you know, it's not just you get the same piece of paper or bauble or whatever if you put in $1 or $100. You actually get, like, slightly better baubles, right? But all the meaning is is precisely the same, right? You don't actually gain any more meaning, but you get, like, a gold-plated bobble, or you get like a silver bobble, or you get a diamond bobble if you spend a hundred as opposed to one or zero, right? Um, that is like that's kind of what near reincarnation is, right? It's a vending, it's that vending machine art project, except you get different things for the more you spend. Again, either in time or money, and the fact that it still lives within that logic makes it kind of like hard to see as a successful self-reflexive critique or even something that can be self-reflexively critiqued, right? Another way to put this is maybe it could be that Arcanites is a better example of like an artistic process within gotcha games because it is unapologetically a gotcha game. It doesn't do self-reflexivity. And even though I love self-reflexivity in medium in media like this, and I think it's like really important and 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 absolutely why Yokotaro is, is is sort of like a brilliant creator at this point in games, it is it it like within this space, it almost feels like self-defeating. It's not even trite or or meaningless or or sort of a lie or whatever. It's just self-defeating. Like you can make this argument that the game itself is meaningful whether or not you spend one dollar or uh ten thousand dollars um all you'd like and that's super interesting 
until you realize that the person spending $10,000 is getting a markedly different experience than this person spending $0. And at that point, it isn't a matter of like, oh, hey, look, it's, it's all about quantity, not quality, because you've messed with the two. It's not I spend $0 and I get a widget and you spend $10,000 and you get the same widget. It's I spend $0 and I get kind of a widget that's harder to use and you get one that's really easy to use. That's uh, that's a harder a harder circle to square. And I think – I don't know. I think Near Reincarnation is worth playing to s- – worth playing as a free player. Um, I wouldn't. I would not recommend putting money into it. Um, I think it's more interesting as a free game. I'll, I'll just say that much. Like I think it is more interesting as a free game, um, and I don't want to encourage any sort of predatory spending or anything in my listeners. You know, please, please don't do that. Uh, if you if you ever feel like you have a problem doing it, you know, you can always DM me. But also just like delete the app. Like please, uh, you know, take it from take it from someone who's played these games. Like if you get into a rut, you just need to step away. Or if you can't step away, delete the app. But I think Near Reincarnation is most interesting as a free game and most interesting as a free game because it shows you the limits of what it can do as a free game, right? Can it actually make this critique? Well, I don't know. I'm of two minds about it, obviously. Like, I haven't come to a particularly good conclusion. Um, But I think at best it's fraught, right? It's a hard circle to square. And... Yoko Taro is a really smart creator, and this is a really, really smart game. Like to create a gotcha game that actually is critical of the the the, the sort of um, epistemic nature of gotcha games, or the or the nature of like what the player feels like as a as a meaning maker uh, when they're spending money or time in gotchas. I think that's brilliant. I think it's perfect for the near universe. I think it's an amazing addition. I also think maybe it doesn't work. And so I, I'd encourage people to check it out, um, play it again for free. It's an interesting game, um, but mainly because it's one of the only games I can think of that actually functions sort of as it functions in the same way that installation art functions, where you can actually sort of go look at it, spend as little or as much time with it, and you'll get a sense of whether it succeeds or not. Um, so ultimately, maybe that's the conclusion. Near Re- Reincarnation is kind of like the the first to me uh, video game installation piece, uh, installation art that I've come across, where the actual medium, the location, i.e. on your phone or on your iPhone, uh, iPad or whatever, your tablet, um, and the the quality of it, the nature of it, the sort of like, spe- sp- the, let's say like not just the medium specificity, but also the genre specificity um, of the gotcha game. I think like it really feels like an installation piece and it has all the same hallmarks and all the same drawbacks. Um, but as that, it is fairly unique and, and I think probably worth your time. Um, even if ultimately you come to think it doesn't do very, it doesn't do a very good job at making its points. Um, in any case, thanks for being with me on this, uh, or traveling, coming with me on this. Um, I had fun. I hope you did too. I'm looking forward to talking with you more and more at this point. Um, we're going to be back on the regular schedule with a lot of the shows. Um, and over time we'll be back on the regular schedule with all of them. And, um, yeah, uh, Patreon will be back up to, to speed very soon as well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to really building something here with you guys. And, you know, the community we have and and the, the people who reach out to me about the show and stuff is, is really, really, uh, I don't know. it, It means a lot to me. So I appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. 
If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash nocartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.